0: So. Wow! Anti-gravity! Anti-gravity! Why are we selling notebooks?
1: Astronaut backpacks,
0: baby! Well, why are we selling notebooks if we have anti-gravity? That sounds <laughs> like-
2: <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode seventy-four of the Erasable Podcast. I am Johnny Gamber, editor of Pencil Revolution, and I'm on hosting duties tonight. Tonight, A for Andy from Woodclinch just hosting with me. But unfortunately, Tim had a family emergency and is unable to join us tonight. So it's just Andy and I. How are you, Mr. Andy? I'm
3: good. I'm uh I feel like we're a little lonely, but we don't have Ten B Tim know. here to like you know, slide in with some profound comments.
2: But you know what? His voice is so deep he probably makes me sound more nasal. So maybe without Tim here, I'll sound like a grown up. <laughs> We'll call you, we'll call you to be Johnny. How about that? <laughs> I think it's like H, maybe F or HB. Yeah, if I'm tired, <laughs> I've been screaming at the kids all day. <laughs> hey, <baby. laughs> so, a little later on, we'll be joined by Adam and Joey from Baron Fig, who have an amazing announcement that you might have already heard. But in case you didn't, I like to think we're the official venue because it hasn't been released yet, and we're talking about it already.
3: If uh, if the pen addict scoops us on this, I'm going to be real pissed.
2: We're going to go down to Atlanta and (laughs) why don't we jump right into Tools of the Trade? Yeah. So what are you digging and writing with?
3: I am uh, just in the middle of uh, a new novel by Cory Doctorow. Do you know who Cory Doctorow is?
2: I know of Cory Doctorow. I've never read any of his books
3: He's a uh, he's really cool. He um, I first found him. Um, I used to read uh, the Boing Boing blog a long time ago. Like um, Mark Fronfeld. Yeah. yeah, Mark Fronfelder is like a huge pencil user and analog fan. And Corey's interesting. He's he's kind of like a um, used to be a digital rights uh, activist, but I would say that he huh. has since expanded into a lot more like freedom of information and of the internet. Um, so he's kind of like a little bit of that, and he's a little bit of probably like a digital age philosopher. And he's also a sci-fi author. Um, He used to write some really wacky stuff. Like he has this one book that I really love where um, like the guy who's the main character, his mother is a washing machine and his father is a mountain. (laughs) And I, I spent like, like when I read the description, I was like, ah, this is like some metaphor for something. It's like, no, like literally that's the case in the book. But, uh, it's, uh, it was, fascinating but he's since kind of gone from that to like kind of a little bit more um uh like modern like near future dystopia uh kind of fiction and it's he has one that's called walk away just released like a week or two ago um and actually you might like it johnny it's uh it's it has a very like like near future communism like philosophy to it it takes place right. in, a f- in a future that's like post-scarcity like everything that you have is fabricated by 3d printers um, your clothes, your goods, whatever. And it's about a group of people who just kind of like go and live off the grid in a, in a uh, true communist utopia. So huh. just about that. It's pretty good. Um, Corey Is you related to EL Doctor? O? EL, he, um, I don't think so. I think he talks about it a lot because when you're looking for authors, like EL comes up a lot, but I don't think they're related.
2: I was a huge Doctorow fan in college. Yeah. Yeah. He's cool. Actually, his first book um, Biggest Life the one that he squashed and you can't find was my graduation present from Frankie mm. and like if you read it you realize why he squashed it it's really really weird and horrible <laughs> yeah. and expensive I think it's like my most expensive book yeah huh yeah that's cool
3: so uh, and also I didn't have it here but I also uh, watched and really liked um, we talked about this earlier a a movie an HBO made for TV movie called The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks it's based off of a uh, a book of the same name. Um uh, and it's about um a woman from the 50s who uh doctors removed cancerous cells from her and it led through led to amazing breakthroughs in medicine um because her cells just would ref- would not die. They just like lived on and lived on through whatever they would do to it. So it's kind of about her life a little bit and it's about um Rebecca Skloot who's the journalist who wrote that book. Uh, meeting with um Henrietta Lax's daughter, who's played by oprah um and yeah, it's really good um it's on h b o if anybody has access to that, so it takes place in Baltimore. and uh, a town awesome. called a town called um oh shoot what is that town ta- is there a little tiny town called clover outside of clover? outside of baltimore
2: um i don't know it's a really weird southern state there are all these weird little tiny towns everywhere,
3: yeah, yeah it was um Maybe it's not Clover. It was a... Yeah, it was a great movie. Anyhow. So, and then I am writing with a uh, General Cedar Point um, 3331, so, that I, that I nice. have. I think this is one... I bought one, a few of them from Flax, but I think this is one of them that I bought from um, uh, Gary Varner when he was closing down some of the shop.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. How about you, Johnny? Cool. So, um, I'm starting second season of Broadchurch, which... Uh, mm. Netflix has been recommending me for a long time. That's what David Tennant's so, in, isn't he? Yeah, he's so creepy. <laughs> I know. I'm like, blink, dude. Just please blink. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you have access to Netflix, I don't know who doesn't. They have the first two seasons and the last season, which is the final season, apparently just aired. So huh. you'll have to watch it illegally or wait for Netflix to get it. But uh, yeah, it's a good show. Yeah. Um, I'm also rereading the first Harry Potter book with my daughter. Because when we went to New York a few weeks ago, we went to the Strand, and she bought the first book for her birthday, and she's yeah. really digging it. Is she reading chapter books? Oh, yeah, she's been reading chapter books for a while. Okay. I guess she's older she's, than I think. She sits down and reads um, Roald Dahl, just like gets through
3: oh, it. Oh, yeah. The, the Witches The witches is still one of my very favorite
2: books. She was obsessed with the BFG, but the movie wasn't that good, so yeah, less so. But she really likes the like Mr. Fox, and of course, the Wes Anderson film. Yeah. Which is violent, but like, doesn't bother her because she's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And my kids are getting into Walt Whitman a lot. So, like, if um, mommy works late and I'm putting them to bed, we'll read a storybook or two. And then they ask for poems by WW w. Uncle Walt. So we'll read, some. <laughs> we'll read some Whitman.
3: Your kids are the coolest.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're really awesome. We were reading Baudelaire, but like, it's too close to home for me and Charlotte's. So we're like, yeah, we're going to corrupt Henry. So I'll stick to Whitman. <laughs> yeah plus it's spring and i'm writing with an ibm electrographic pencil that a reader julie molner sent uh today i got opened a package with five of these beautiful pencils in it so many thanks Julie, judy and like it's they're really cool i have no idea how old they are they're obviously really old but it being a pencil i'm gonna sharpen it up smells good writes really well they're awesome plus they're a little thick which i really enjoy i didn't try the erasers yet but they're pretty soft
3: so, the, um, did you see that, that they work? they made a um, somebody made an electrographic uh, hackwing? Yes, I did. Yeah, <laughs> that looked really good. <laughs> i
2: had to break one up. Hmm. Yeah. So you want to jump into fresh points?
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, so not a lot going on. I feel like we covered most everything when um, during the last episode when our fresh points went on forever and we had two more people doing them. Um, but last weekend was pretty pretty y on my in, in my area of the world um i took friday off just because i had a long week previously and katie and i just went out and did some things so i found a cool little shop in san francisco called the aesthetic union and the main part of this shop is it's a little print shop they have um letter presses and they have um they have some screen printing and they and they have old like heidelbergs from the 30s through the 50s um they have a crazy big like paper cutter like guillotine that will just like chop off your hand if you're not careful (laughs) but um it's uh it's cool because out front though they sell a lot of little art supplies and i was just walking around and you know they have your like usual sign pens and your pens and your uh your fancy paper like your nemo sign but then i get over to the pencil section and they have black wings which is cool but then there were also two shiny cups full of palominos and I was so surprised. They had erasered orange Palominos and they had uh, capped blue blue Palominos. And, yeah, yeah. of course, I took a picture of it and sent it to Johnny Tim right away because that's how I do. And picked some up and sent it to them. But, like, it was amazing. I was just like, that this this is incredible. Like, how did you guys get these? Um, I think the guy just brought a crap load of them from pencils.com and then just resold them i'm guessing did you
2: shoplift the rest
3: oh i definitely snuck it out under my, That's my jacket
2: awesome <laughs> it's not like they have alarm tags all right yeah they also they, they could it does conduct electricity you could figure out how to do that <laughs> <I guess. laughs> just
3: electrocute people if they try to <laughs> yank your pencil <laughs> the uh they also had some uh forest choice carpenter pencils which was cool
2: oh I man those things are so pretty
3: yeah um and the guy was really interesting. I met, met the guy who owns the shop. Um he had actually heard to our podcast before. So James, if you're listening, hi. Woo-hoo. Um gave him a, a lapel pin. Um he was he was really interesting. We we talked a little bit about Black Wings and about the volumes, and he showed me his uh secret stash in the back. He he has hidden away, um, just squirreled away for his own use some of the older some of the older editions. He has some I think he to have some 725s and he has some eleven thirty-eights. He does not have any two elevens. Or else, if he did, he would not admit it to me. <laughs> I'm thinking that maybe they just didn't make it to like to retail. That's what I'm guessing. Um, but yeah, so he's really cool. He actually had a really interesting story. Uh, there's another s- store that sells like art supplies and fancy pencils out in the Outer Sunset, which is like the way west west neighborhood of San Francisco, uh, just right by a couple blocks from the ocean. It's called the Case for Making. They have really cool stuff. Um, and actually, so James, this guy who runs the aesthetic union met the woman who runs the case for making and it's since then they have started dating. So they, it's a, basically like a, an art supply store romance.
2: Oh my God. That's awesome. Isn't that, <laughs> I
3: think, I think that's we should so do a, a Valentine's day episode where we interview them. <gasps> Let's put a pin in yes.
2: this. Yeah. Yes, definitely.
3: <laughs> so then later that day, I, um, Katie and I drove up to the North Bay. Uh, there's a little town called Mill Valley. Just a couple, just a few thousand people. It's a really beautiful little downtown. Uh, a little stream runs through it, and um, we were right downtown, and there was a little like, like boutique shop where they sell um, uh, like desk supplies and some notebooks and some like little novelties and things. Um, but they had a really strong selection of Blackwing products, so I was looking through their stock and holy crap they had blackwing 24s they had 1138s they had 54s which i didn't realize they're not sold out on pencils.com yet um they had yeah some really like old rare ones so there was kind of a moment there where Johnny and Tim and I were just like texting furiously trying to see if anybody needed them um but i think the lady knew that she had some rare blackwings because the Blackwing twenty fours were forty dollars a dozen, which eh, is just a little rough. So yeah, like a little salty. Uh, if I was, can they think- do that as a retail. Oh yeah, they can totally do that. It's it's a suggested retail price. Ah, yeah. Um, but I think most of them usually stick to suggested retail price because, like, like the MSRP. Because, um, you know, what's to stop somebody from going down the street to buy them for the the, the manufacturer price? But she, um. She had them marked up a little bit, I think, because she knew that they were a little older, harder to come by. But if I was thinking, I would have picked up a bunch and then just, like, resold them on eBay or something because they're going – the 24s are going for, like, 70 or $80 on eBay.
2: Really? Oh, my God. I should have yeah. bought more of those. But whatever. It's fine. I didn't like it that much when it came out. Yeah. I'm not, going, just, eh.
3: <laughs> I'm not going to tell everybody the name of the store because uh, I want you to go back someday maybe. so yeah that was uh that was last weekend um and i guess the last thing to mention uh just some business uh lapel pin orders that have existed up until now have been sent out uh johnny's mom got hers Uh, johnny you got yours yep yeah um
2: rocked one all day
3: yeah i'm gonna send um yeah so i'll I'll send them out within a couple days of ordering them we had a little hiccup with the uk orders um so I sort of realized that i vastly undercharged for shipping for that. Um, and so I was trying to just save a little. So I sent them all to our friend Eric, who is um, a member of the – like an admin on the group and a friend of ours. He lives in Scotland. Uh, so I sent them off to him to be distributed to all the UK members who ordered. Um, but actually just today I got it uh, returned to me. And I don't know why. It said just there are heightened security concerns with like products leaving the country and I didn't – fill out the right form. So oh my God. I don't know what to do about that. I'm gonna take it back to the post office tomorrow and basically just say like, hey, tell me what I need to do to
2: send this out. You know what? They were probably Brad Dowdy fans. <laughs> They're like, there.
3: no. No.
2: Pencil pins? Hell no. I don't
3: I don't know what the problem might be, except maybe they x rayed that and saw that there's a bunch of like little sharp points. But I don't think that would be a problem.
2: Yeah and people sell pins all the time. Yeah,
3: I don't know. I'm I'm gonna yeah, I'll figure it out. Um, so, yeah, if you are in the UK, I really apologize. I'm going to get it to you at some point. Like, I mean, you'll get it at some point. I just don't know when. <laughs> so sorry about that. Yeah, so that really are all of my fresh points. How about you, Johnny?
2: Yeah, I don't have a lot either. Um, last time we, we talked about uh, the Write Notepads um, Telegraph Edition, but we didn't talk about the members-only pack. Hmm. So, Yeah, that's true. Um they sort of do like field notes. When you your first shipment of your subscription, you would get two um, packs of their standard three three packs of notebooks. But um, they were last year they they would let you pick what was in them. Like I think I got one that was mixed and one that was all unlined books. Yeah, um, this yeah. time they didn't tell anybody, but they discontinued that policy. So the week after your telegraphs came, you got an unmarked package in the mail. Where instead of three of the regular notebooks, you got two three-packs of members-only notebooks, which was p- pretty sweet and awesome. Yeah. And some stickers, which were very cool and well done.
3: The stickers, I, I love that clear sticker. It looks really good on my laptop.
2: Yeah, I should go read the bindery and see if I can find some more of those when Chris you, is in the bathroom or something.
3: If you find more, hoard them and send them to me because I Oh, will, definitely, definitely. Oh, yeah.
2: But um, these were like super minimally branded. They just said, right, and that's it. Yeah. Um, and there were three pack: one blank, one dot grid, and one lined. And there were this beautiful, like line, wine-colored. Um, oh, what was the weight? It wasn't a hundred pound. Maybe it was like eighty. It was like not, Yeah. not as not as stiff as their stiffest notebooks. But yeah, they were so pretty. I just finished one. They they wear beautifully. Um, and of course they sent the analog correction tool, which is their eraser, <laughs> which is. Pretty awesome, yeah. Um, and Target, of course, has got their new summer pencils out.
3: I noticed the striped UBs.
2: Have you seen those? Oh, those have been out for a while. Oh, have they? You need, you need to go to Target more, man. We
3: in the Bay, <laughs> in the Bay Area, we have a really like weird, uneven set of targets. Like some of them are really amazing, and some of them are really crappy.
2: And so we have like a crappy one where if everyone else is out of it, and you really want it, the crappy one will still have it.
3: See, our crappy ones are out of everything. I think it's because they're the ones that most, like, everybody goes to. You have to kind of go out of the way for the really nice ones.
2: Yeah, we have one I go to on weekdays and one I go to on weekends. There's <laughs> a, a bigger parking lot. Yeah. But um, they have um, those puzzle erasers. They've been sort of, you know, seasonally putting them out. Like, they had some Easter ones. But they had, like, a whole pile of different packs for summer. They were, like, ice cream cones, fast food. They had some fast food pencils that someone in our group had. Or on Instagram. <laughs> uh-huh. So I immediately ran out and bought a pack of those and the fast food erasers for my children. Are they I swear fo- they're for my children.
3: Are they are they foil wrap pencils?
2: No, but they're that like thick paper. Yeah. But um when my kids saw the erasers, they said, Oh, veggie burgers and smart dogs. I'm like, all right. <laughs> my my veggie kids.
3: You're Walt Whitman reading veggie kids. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Charlotte who has like really good handwriting and can read cursive. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, they they also had whales. Um, I bought the ice cream cones. I have a whole bunch of other ones. You know, Target's always got some cool pencil gear. They sure do. I appreciate that that brand um, made for retail. Even when they're you know paper wrapped, they're still like pretty nice pencils. Yeah, that's the true. cores are nice. Their painted ones have really nice coats of lacquer. They're a dollar. Like, awesome.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: But uh, that's all I got this cool. week.
3: I do have a follow-up that I should, probably should mention. Um, we we had so many fresh points last time that I cut this just because – so we could just move on with our two-hour-long episode. Um, <laughs> I did want to mention uh, there's a group member, John Eric Patterson, who is um, – he's really cool. He's been a member of the group uh, for a while. He posted uh, in the group his nine-year-old daughter's unboxing video. Um, she – it's – Really amazing. So apparently, I'll just read you what he posted. So uh, this he posted this back on April 13th, so it's been a while. But he goes, on Monday, my nine-year-old and I watched Andy Welfley's unboxing video, The Blackwing 205, which I did in, a I think, an Instagram Live video. My daughter had never heard of an unboxing video before that day. Afterwards, she asked to borrow my iPhone. And then yesterday, I found this video on my phone, shot, edited, and starring her, comparing the cores of the 602 and the 205. My my daughter makes references in the video to a pencil club she started at school. The club is called Pencil Wonders, and it currently has seven very active members, including one of her teachers. She recently asked me to print out an updated Pencil Wonders membership form, which includes five club rules. I'll post a screenshot of the rules in the comments, which I'll read here. Um, It's so fun to have a love for pencils in common with my kids. So so if you go to this group, you can watch a nine-year-old... do an unboxing video and it's really good she is she has a she has like a camera presence did you watch this johnny no i didn't see it yet it's really good i'll 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 post a link in show notes but you have to be a member of the group in order to watch it so i'm sorry for those of you who are not facebook members um so so here are the rules of of the pencil wonders club number one always be opening it always be open to sharing your pencils Number two, do not tease people about their lack of pencils if they don't have many. Number three, refresh your pencil case once a week. Number four, use all of your pencils equally. Number five, if you do not want slash like a pen slash pencil, feel free to give it to another member who is worthy of a new pencil or pen. I really like that. Isn't that that a good rule? That's perfect. Yeah. So it's a... Yeah, if if you don't if you don't like a pen or pencil, or if you don't want it or like it, give it to somebody else who's worthy of a pencil or pen. That's so awesome. Yeah, I like that. So anyhow, that's that's awesome. I'm 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 thrilled that there are kids who are into pencils who are not just like, you know, the kids of hosts who have to like pencils because you would disown <laughs> you would disown them if if they didn't.
2: Well, well Henry yeah. actually should have been the fresh point. Henry actually didn't like pencils until Ooh. recently. We watched that um how pencils are made video. Yeah. And when they made the Norris, he, he's like you know his mouth's open, he's watching this cool machinery and he looks at me and I handed him a Norris and he made the <laughs> connection and now he likes to draw all the time. Wow.
3: Yeah. It is I'm sure it's pretty amazing just to see that pencil being made and then like then your dad just gives you one of those exact pencils.
2: Plus he's spoiled I'm like, here here's here are ten more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, should we get um, our friends at Baron Fig on the line?
3: Yeah, let's do that.
2: So, how about we dial in Adam and Joey from Baron Fig for our main topic, which is Baron Fig's new Kickstarter? Yeah. So, these two guys are no strangers to our podcast, and of course, their products sure aren't. Tonight, Adam Cornfield and Joey Caffone are on here from Baron and Fig, and they're going to tell us about their just launched Kickstarter. Hello, fellas
0: hey guys what's, what's going up? on how you doing nyc represent yeah, east coast forever no we, we, <laughs> like, we like west coast too it's okay
2: i'm this making is, an uh, east coast symbol but you can't see it
3: this is our <laughs> second episode in a row where we've had somebody from new york calling in we had caitlin and caroline last episode
2: hey, Richard, oh, Yeah, we should all just moved to new york <laughs> yeah let's yeah, do where everything is so first things first guys can you tell our listeners why you're here and what you just launched on kickstarter
0: yeah, absolutely. So today is a big evolution in the life of Baron Fig. So we, we make tools for thinkers, and we started off three and a half years ago with our Confidant hardcover notebook on Kickstarter, and step-by-step step came out with pens. Am I, am I allowed to say pens on here, or do I have to like use a secret word?
3: Uh, we'll just, we'll just bleep out. it out, yeah.
0: Okay, <laughs> bleep it out, yeah, make sure you hear that. And then uh, and pencils, you guys know the archers. And uh, so now it's like, how do you carry your tools with you? And so we spent a lot of time thinking and talked to a lot of customers and we we are moving forward with bags. So backpacks, totes, and messenger bags.
2: Awesome. That is awesome. Boom. So can we grill you for a while? Yes. <laughs> awesome. So obviously the first question is: why did you take Baron Fig out of stationery and make bags? Oh,
1: good question. In my mind, Baron Fig was only in a temporary visit in Stationery. So from day one, and this is four years ago, we took the stance that we were making tools for thinkers, starting with the notebook. And you could go back to even like interviews and blog posts that I've written way back then. Even the Kickstarter itself, it was all about tools for thinkers. So the plan actually the whole time was to create this ecosystem, I guess, where what we have now today is the notebook you know what adam said writing instruments and now you put all these things together and kind of complete that ecosystem a bit inside of a bag and take it with you
3: that's awesome so so what you're saying is you're not limited to um to analog tools that you you also do digital tools um are you guys making a photoshop competitor i just have to ask that Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes, <laughs> it was a couple decades. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, don't worry. It only took what Adobe twenty five years to get to this point. Or however long it's been? <laughs> we're working on
3: it. Yeah, we're working on it. But... So, uh, these uh, these bags are especially interesting to me because I feel like um, when we hung out in New York City like eight months ago, um, we wow. were talking. It, in... was, it was it was that long ago. Wow. Really? Well, was it eight months? It was what September of last year. So I guess it wasn't eight it was. months ago. Yeah. Um, it was, I, I feel like we, we just briefly talked about this a little bit. So I'm excited to see these come to be. And I, I definitely sort of like have opinions about bags. And I think all of us who are, you know, stationary adjacent at least probably do. Um, why did you decide to make three different types of bags? You have a backpack, a messenger bag, and a, uh, and a tote. Um, and you didn't just like land on one or the other? How did you get three out of that?
1: That's a really good question. So you, you guys have heard that Baron Fig's products are designed by the community, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so we take that seriously in, in a sense that the products that we move on to next and the things that we focus on are based on community feedback, what we're hearing. And not only in like a general sense of, hey, we want a bag or, hey, even we want a backpack but hey, we want a backpack that does X or Y and Z. And with this next phase, we were getting a lot of the same uh, questions for these three different types of bags that had different purposes, which was very different from when, hey, we made a notebook and people were like, make a pen, make a pen. Uh, so we decided why not do all three since the production like process and the materials and
0: everything is so similar. Yeah, And it, essentially, everyone has a slightly different use case. I mean, I I have been the one from day one at Studio Fig that has always had the messenger bag. Right. And Joey's asked me so many times, dude, why do you use a messenger bag? Yeah, <laughs> to explain. I like it. I like it's in front of me. I like to have control over it. I like I'm not banging against people in the subway. And it just feels good at my side. And so for me, if we only made a backpack, it wouldn't serve what I need. Right? Yeah. And conversely, we have a lot of people that want something simpler. They just want a bag, a nice bag to take... Simplistic and bring their things around with them, but well designed. And like, for example, the tote bag to serve that need.
3: You know, Andy Andy Tallarico told me to get you guys started on the difference between backpacks and messenger bags because she said that oh. there will be some 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 heated d- discussion about it. So oh, I'm definitely going to like dig into that a little bit later. But uh... <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So
2: how did you guys take this feedback from the community and synthesize it into? you know, the actual dimensions and measurements and features of the product? Oh,
1: that's a good question. So, man, our last Kickstarter, when was our last Kickstarter? November 2015. Yes. Like a year and a half. A year and a half ago. It's insane how time flies. So when we made the uh, Squire pen, and I mean, emails never stop, right? The, The subject just changes. And so it went from you guys need to make a pen to immediately you guys need to make cases, which we did, and then... Than the bags, and so like it's if you're paying attention, I don't think over time it's it's not too difficult to kind of aggregate, you know, at least in your head, the most common requests.
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. that makes sense. And then it's
1: just a it's just a matter of then iterating and showing certain customers or, or or having conversations with customers, like when Andy came, you know, we were definitely paying attention to your bag, whether you noticed or not. Or, you know, I'm sure we asked you a thousand questions and
0: we've been doing that now for like 14 months. Yeah, for a long time. It's To me, it's fun because it's A, it's product design. B, it's like discovery. And C, it's a way of seeing pers- people's personality. And yeah. we have so many people. People come to our studio for whatever reason. It's like, hey, you got a really nice backpack. Uh, You mind mm-hmm. if we take a look inside? Yeah. What, what are you carrying? Hey,
1: what's in your bag?
0: <laughs> and, and, and it is kind of funny. We haven't found a few things in people's bags. I'm surprised we let let them, yeah. they, they let us look in that pocket. But whatever, that was. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> well, we definitely asked for permission, so that's on them.
2: But... so, what's not embarrassing that you find in people's pockets that's funny and you could share?
1: Oh man, definitely condoms. Like. <laughs> your that i come across jesus like, Oh so wow funny. everybody's way you never know than
0: me <laughs> you yeah. just never know new
1: york city man
0: uh what else did we find i mean surprising I, I think it was pretty similar actually in most cases i mean most people had a laptop a 13 inch macbook yeah. air macbook pro most people had a notebook paper notebook some varying size some writing instruments pens pencils, sharpeners yeah uh and then Keys, wallet. I got one. What's that? Most people had
1: this very similar thing, and it was a lot of empty space in their bag.
2: Mm. Mm. Y- y- yeah. You
0: know why they had empty space in their bag? Because their bags were too damn big. No, they all had to Whole Foods to buy pasta. They need space for the bags. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's just me. I'm making that
1: home, Homemade, fresh egg noodle
3: pasta. So what you're saying is by having... By having a slimmer bag, you're trying to encourage more people to make their own pasta.
1: Yes, that's really the underlying (laughs) mission, is more
3: creative pasta making in the home. I knew it. We talked about this on Facebook, me and Adam. Yeah, that was pretty (laughs)
0: funny. It got quite a bit of of attention for a conversation about pasta in a uh, backpack slash pencil thread.
3: (laughs) Cool. Um, We're actually recording this the night before the Kickstarter launches, but... Um, people will not be hearing this until after it launches, so I'm willing to bet that most of our listeners have already uh, seen the the Kickstarter campaign go live. Uh, but for those of you who haven't, or for those of for those listeners who haven't, um, can you kind of just briefly run us through the lineup, like what you're offering, um, ish about how much you're asking, if you have any add ons, that kind of thing?
0: Yeah, sure. So we it's definitely the most amount of new stuff we've released at once, and it's been interesting time. So it overall, the overarching theme is bag bags for thinkers and it's three different bags. So we have a backpack messenger bag and a tote bag. They're made of canvas, very minimal designs. You can, if you've seen our other stuff, you certainly know, you can kind of start to imagine what it is that we're making here. And so they come in two colors. So one is charcoal, which is probably no big surprise to people who know us, but the other one is a brand new color. Not a new color to the brand, because it is part of our brand. Bum bum bum. Bum bum bum. But it is fig <laughs> wine. So oh, snap. So so a deep purple or merlot, is that what you it is. It would be a Merlot, yeah. It's couch colored. It's the color of your couch. Couch colored it is. It's the Baron Fig Studio oh. Couch. Oh yeah. <laughs> I Couches, yeah, slightly more but yes, definitely it is the wall color. Has anyone seen the pictures of the wall of our studio? It's very, very. I painted clear. that wall. That was a labor of love. Yeah, Joey. <laughs> Joey did paint that wall. I, I was not there that day, so that was all Joey. Do
3: you guys know the hex color off the top of your head? The what? The hex color.
1: The he- <laughs> oh, man, I thought you said. Did you know that your head is cut off the top of your head? <laughs> did you know that? <laughs> I was like, wow, man, that's deep. That's too deep for me. <laughs> so do you know, uh, the, do you know no, the Hex color? No, I don't know the Hex color. Or oh, the
3: Pantone or anything? CMYK mix?
1: Um,
3: no, it's fine. No. <laughs> I'm just, just no, kidding. No, I'm I, man,
0: you're, you're
3: really yeah. making me laugh. Well, I, I will say, I do bet our
0: web developer Sam knows it because well, he programs yeah. it all over the website. He so does. I <laughs> bet he knows all these colors off the top of his head. I'll yeah. have to ask him tomorrow if he actually knows them.
3: Cool. So they're, they're in a new um, they're in a new color um, as well as, as Baron Fig Charcoal. Yes. So,
0: all right. So the backpack is an interesting design. So like Joey said, we found after we talked to lots of people that most of the backpacks were empty. And it's incredible that you really look in these bags and it's just a, it's like it's a cavern of empty space most of the time. So we decided to, all right, well, how can we change the design to make it better and mostly get rid of or slim it down a lot. So when you're in the subway or in a crowded space, like many our users are you're not bumping against people and you're not carrying around all this empty space and empty weight you don't really need Mm. so i'd say that's that's the first important that was the biggest realization is like people are carrying around a ton of empty
1: space uh with backpacks that are designed for five percent of your time when you do throw a ton of stuff in which is rare and so we said hey let's design bags for 95 percent of your time where you're you maybe have a laptop and a couple things a notebook uh and that's it and so we slimmed it up and the reaction you know, while we were developing this thing has was like way more incredibly enthusiastic
0: than we expected. And so the, the next thing with the backpack is it opens flat. Have you guys ever heard that line before in relation to Baron Fig? Yeah, <laughs>
3: it's a recurring theme. Yeah, a recurring
0: theme. So what we came up with is if you take your bag, like most people do, you're going somewhere, that's why you have a bag, when you get to that place, it's usually, you're digging in the bottom trying to yank out whatever's down there, your keys, your pencils, notebook. So we get with the idea, okay, what if this could be kind of a traveling workspace that I go from my home to my office and I could actually unzip it the entire way and have access to everything. So whether I go to the coffee shop and I just want to get out all my tools or I go to my actual office and I can hang it up on the wall or at my studio, you get easy access to everything. So there's few pictures on the campaign you can look at, which demonstrated pretty well but definitely different that's for sure
1: yeah so this i mean opens flat it, it, i almost didn't want to name it opens flat because it was like uh, we're not making a joke here because you know our compounds <laughs> open flat but it, it just it, i couldn't avoid saying that um the the bag opens completely flat which like adam said lets you get everything but you know i have a hook when i show up at home that i hang my coat on and then i put my backpack on it and now you can unzip the bag and it opens. Fully? I don't know how to describe that like, without showing a picture, but yeah, you can see it. And so your laptop there and all of these really cool mesh pockets that are on the front side of the bag, most, most bags don't take advantage of the space at all, uh, are kind of like anti-gravity pockets because the way the zippers work, when you unzip, whether it's vertical or quote-unquote upside down, the stuff does not fall out. So you can access your stuff no matter what what orientation you're using. So it lets you really hang it up and use it, uh, and you know reach in if it's uh, on your back
0: and oh, all that good stuff. Wow, anti gravity! Anti gravity! Why are we selling notebooks? Astronaut backpacks, baby! Well, why are we selling notebooks if we have anti gravity? Yeah, sounds I like no business to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, come on. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, what else is cool about this bag? So one, one thing we noticed is, all right, you have the bag in your back where it tends to where it goes. It's called a backpack. And you want to get something out of it, have, often unstrap it from one shoulder and reach in. But a lot of the bags we looked at, a lot of the uses we saw people do, it's really hard to get in these pockets. You have to unzip. And some of actually, one of my friends I looked at the other day, it actually unzips the wrong way and all your stuff will fall out pretty much every time you swing it around one shoulder. So, but we have those little pockets on, on the side that you can put your phone in, put your kind of keys, or whatever your common things are. And we have some pretty good gifts on the, the page, which. The swing pockets. Yeah, if whatever I okay. said didn't make sense, to check out the, the little gifs. you swing sense. it
1: around, and then it's almost as if it was oriented perfectly vertically underneath your arm. Uh, yeah. It's like, and not only that, but those two swing pockets, which we have to somehow make more visible. Mm. Um you can access those same pockets from the inside of your bag when it's hanging. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty deep. Huh.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you guys carry since a backpack,
0: um, no doubt. No way,
1: backpack. man. Backpack. Mes- backpack. Me- <laughs> messenger yeah. bag.
2: I mean, I'm a messenger get- bag fan myself.
0: Interesting. So why are you a messenger bag
2: fan? Um so I can get well, my main bag is a diaper bag. So <laughs> I need to get Ooh. in it, <laughs> but um, I carry the Timbuktu bag. messenger bag called the Stork. It's the like stork. the um, it's the messenger bag. I'm sorry, the diaper bag. That's not a diaper bag. Interesting. Look,
3: look at you me. using a don't bag do. made in the West Coast, Johnny.
2: Uh, I don't think they make their diaper bags in America. Timbuktu? Uh, no, they do the custom ones in America. Oh I think. yeah, yep. I I've do. Have to a their factories. Yeah. I have an embarrassing number of Timbuktu bags.
0: (laughs) So so, so all the cool dads at the park have the Timbuktu waterproof bag.
2: No, you know what? I did see a guy. guy. (laughs) So my son, who's four, I had their 2013 edition, and I saw a guy in a neighborhood, we have the same diaper bag, and we kind of like gave each other the chin nod, like, yeah. So (laughs) 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 So nobody has my new one because they use Cordura now, and I I think they discontinued the bag because who wants a $150 diaper bag that's going to get poop on it?
0: <laughs> yeah, bag so what was your question? What bag do we, what bag do we have or what do we have in it or both so, i can't remember
2: yeah what do you use aside from obviously your new bags that you guys made like what do you use before this personally
0: oh that's a great question so i have this bag that i got for free it's like uh not naming the brand but it's like one of these luggage type brands and i got for free so i'm quite pleased garbage in that. i'm quite pleased in that sense but Terrible. I'm very displeased. It's big. It's bulky. Ugly. It's heavy. It's ugly. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I'll do it <laughs> It's a, it's a <laughs> So that, that's what I use. It works, but I'm definitely dying to get rid of it. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to having one of our bags yeah. to use. And I yeah. use backpacks, but uh, I have not found a bag that I
1: liked. I have a ton of them. My go-to bag is like a like 10-year-old bag from college. Uh, yeah, and that's just because it's so beat up; it just feels comfortable. Andy, what do you have?
3: So actually, since the last time we met, like when I saw you guys in New York, uh, I have switched. So I used to carry. I'm, I'm, I've always been sort of a messenger bag loyalist. Like the last one I had was a Timbuktu, uh, like a commuter bag. Um, and I've actually had some shoulder problems, um, some shoulder oh and like my... upper upper back problems. So I switched to a backpack. Um, I have an old one that I had, just an old Patagonia one that I had got free at facebook that i never really used so um i i guess i like it like it makes my back and shoulders feel better but i definitely like feel the pain of it being like really bulky or saggy if i don't have a lot of stuff in it and so i um it definitely has a lot of empty space and sometimes i do find myself filling it up with just like extra stuff Um, and then what, what happens is I'm on like the bus or the train or something like that. And if I don't take it off and put it between my legs, I'm just like sticking way out the back. Like, you know, there people can't stand if it's crowded. So I'm, I'm especially excited about the, um, kind of the slim profile of this backpack just because I, um, like would love to be able to just like sit down or just stand on a crowded bus and not just be in people's way. So, so I, should we
0: should we add to our feature listing the restorative health benefits on the backpack?
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, yeah. I think, I, so. I, I think there's a lot of people like I'm now where I work. I, I generally carry a 15-inch laptop and an iPad Pro with me in addition to my confidant and some pencils and some other stuff. All my various cables because like adapters because Apple only has one cable that doesn't fit anywhere. Different story. Um. So,
0: all right, so, 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 I do have a story about the filming of our of our Kickstarter campaign, the video. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know where this. Is yeah, Joey, Joey doesn't have the story. Know him, like, <laughs> unscripted, in unscripted. Like two seconds. So, I, I suggested that people very much like cats and dogs. Oh no! <laughs> so, I was like, Joey, dude, this is so easy. I was like, we should go get some cat. There's literally a petting cafe like right across the street from me. A, pet <laughs> cafe. a, pet <laughs> I a petting cafe, it's great. Are you serious? It's the best no. thing ever. What what pet could be better cafes. than like a tote bag with a cat inside? A tote bag with a puppy inside. Well, I, okay, I, I, did, I, did I did offer to be in the middle, and we could go and get someone, someone's dog and stick the dog inside too. Yeah,
1: that,
0: that was a suggestion. I was very upset that didn't make the final cut because I, th- right. I thought it was a great idea.
1: But we do have a dog in the video.
3: C- Caroline made a special appearance. We could have gotten Caitlin's cat to just stick in there. Oh,
1: that's right. <laughs> Caroline Weaver uh, is in our video, and she's in our photographs. And we uh, will also have a few features on the, the four thinkers in the video that uh, will be coming out over the next couple of weeks. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so
0: yeah. there's more stuff coming. Yeah, there, the there are quite a few pencils there, Shop in the video,
3: Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I definitely yeah. saw some, yeah. <laughs> Serious pencil action
0: in there, so it's good. Some of our own, no, no doubt. No doubt. Somewhere on somewhere the rack.
3: <laughs> we actually didn't finish with the, um, with, uh, the features of the Kickstarter, so um, you have tote bags and messenger bags, bags too. Um, oh, without, okay. uh, without getting, like, too much into detail, uh, what are some of the innovative features of those, of those bags?
1: Let's check it out. So the tote bag and the messenger, overall, everything is simple, right? Uh, I think if you're familiar with Baron Fig, you know by now that we like to keep things as utterly simple as possible. Uh, And there's not a whole lot of flair to it. And I think when we released our notebooks at first, people were like, hey, these look simple. And then they started to use them and then they said, these are amazing. Uh, So I think the same thing will happen with our bags is they're super, super simple. We think they're beautiful. I'm a huge fan of... uh, the fig wine color. And uh, they're just made from high quality materials, the canvas, the hardware that you use to connect the bags, uh, the straps is like this really beautiful cotton weave that I haven't seen uh, on any other messenger bag. And overall, we just make sure to hit all the, the right notes. Carries a laptop, the tote bag too, fits a laptop. Um, we we kind of designed the tote so that it would look small but have a big space. And that was actually a fun challenge as a design as a designer to say, like, hey, how can we really surprise you with how much stuff you can carry in this but not make this this giant, giant thing to carry around? Uh, and that was another feature that people got really excited about when they saw the tote, uh, much like the backpack and uh, how slim it was, was that there was a ton of space that people didn't expect. Um, so overall... If I had to sum it up, I'd say they're beautiful, functional tools, and uh, they get the job
0: done. Yeah, I, I think with the me- the messenger, the biggest benefit of it is, is kind of it straddles that line between formal and informal at once. Like the bag I have is definitely a big black, oh yeah, formal looking juggernaut of Ugly a beast. Oh,
1: son of a bitch. Yeah, and
0: it's it's just like yeah, it probably looks right if you're going into a job at a bank or something. But if you want to take it out with tonight with your friends or you're kind of hanging out after work, doesn't fit the occasion. No way. Yeah, and then conversely, there's a lot of bags that are kind of really informal messenger bags. Yeah. So our yeah. goal was to come up with something that worked in both kind of the work setting or the after work setting, and it didn't make you feel out of place and really fit in and worked right. well.
3: The biggest question is, will I be able to pin an erasable uh, lapel pin to this bag?
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: hell yeah. I think we, we got <laughs> yours. Dude, yours showed up uh, last week.
3: Yeah, they look
0: great. Wow. You oh, good. five. It's a... Five color pin, I think. Just yeah, five or six, or six. You're we counting the number of colors. Wow, There's, these are fancy pins.
3: They um, <laughs> they actually, whoever is manufacturing this, it's it's made. I think it's probably made in China. Um, they did, they do not have a limit to the number of colors that you use. What? Um, I was blown away. I was trying to simplify it as much as possible, and they were like, "Yeah, they're just using as many colors as you want." I think we can go up to forty. I was like, "Holy crap!"
0: Wow.
1: <laughs>
3: so, yeah. Awesome. So definitely, oh, definitely put a lapel pin on the side of that. Sweet yeah,
0: heck yeah, so to answer your <laughs> question, yes, you can, you can certainly put a lapel, a, a
3: Racable Podcast lapel pin. Put it on awesome. the, um, the straps. You put on the strap yeah. too? Oh, good call. Yeah. Like like Johnny's mom.
2: Really? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we were out to breakfast, and I didn't have mine yet. And she was like, hey, look what I got. I'm like, what the hell? Apparently <laughs> like, my mom is awesome. Yeah.
0: Do do you guys have like a a podcast policy? Are you only allowed to wear one raceful logo at once? Like can you do the lapel pin and the sweatshirt at once or are you limited to one?
2: Well, I've got a chest tattoo, so I always have (laughs) at least (laughs) two. You're laughing like I'm joking.
3: I'm I'm (laughs) thinking about doing a prison tier, (laughs) this tiny logo prison tier.
2: Oh, my (laughs) God. That's awesome. (laughs) Wow.
3: (laughs) Next one. (laughs) Anyhow.
2: So um, where are these bags made? And – follow-up question what sort of you know communication and quality control can you do on bags because i I imagine that these are like a lot more complicated than paper and a cover or even just pencils
1: oh good questions good questions so our bags are i mean we we try not to get too specific um because we've had a lot of issues with copycats and finding out our manufacturers and then making our stuff believe it or not Mm. it's been like a major issue. So yeah. we make our goods in seven, seven or eight countries now, including the United States. We make bags, and the bags will probably be a combination of uh, Asia and America, right? Depending on you know what route we take, how many we end up um, selling at the end of the process. So we kind of have everything ready to go, and we're waiting to see you know what people think of the bags before we sign the contract with any one person, I guess.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and certainly it's not finalized yet. I mean, we've done a ton of prep work, like Joey said. I mean, and how do we we ensure quality? I mean, we we go, we travel a lot to different suppliers or different places we deal with. I mean, to us it's extremely important to have face-to-face relationship, I don't know. (laughs) I think a lot of people try to do things over email and that, that does work to a certain degree, but it's extremely yeah. beneficial for everyone to see who the other person is and just collaborating together. You can't can't you know, do so much over the phone or over email. So it's really helpful to actually travel and, you
3: know, put on a pair of
0: shoes and go out there.
3: Yeah. I I think one thing that, you know, if I can say for for you guys, not only just like adding a bunch of new products, but I think that you guys have really learned and been able to like figure out how to wrangle your supply chain, which is amazing. Like I that's that's a problem that I've i would think would be the hardest you know the hardest problem of the whole bit like the whole thing would just be like figuring out your supply chains and getting it from one place to another in a timely fashion and like quality control and you guys have gotten so good at it since since your original launch
1: yeah i think the whole team is very production conscious you know jay kind of wrangles everything and then adam you know is in there with the finances and me and chandler with the design and then, of course, Sam and Andy, you know, on the end when it comes in, and everybody understands kind of everybody else's uh, challenges. And, and the team is, man, the team is friggin' awesome.
3: Yeah. So, uh, so speaking of which, yeah, um, sure. you, guys, you guys have been on fire lately with new products. Like, it's
0: on fire. On fire. Was what, what, what this NBA jam?
3: <laughs> Fist bang on fire. On fire. <laughs> did you um do you have a product launch once every two weeks is like is that how how your cadence is uh
1: every uh
0: one to three weeks
1: yeah it's amazing oh, the average is two
3: all right so there,
0: correct yeah the, the, uh, there is definitely a thing at the studio that i and jay are much better at the math yeah it's yeah. <laughs> good things I, I can't write very well i so. have
1: the I, I take letters and they take numbers and
3: yeah the other remakes, something i uh I think we're always talking about just how, like, there's always something to talk about on the show, like, that you guys have launched. But I'm really interested to talk about two of those things as of late. Um, The last two Confidants, the limited edition edition ones. Um, It's funny because the Askew is really polarizing. Um, And then uh, the Metamorphosis, when that came out, seemed to be just kind of like universally beloved. Um, I haven't heard one poor word about it, even from people who aren't a big fan of like that pink peachy color. Um, so I've yeah, got to say something.
1: I yeah, gotta, I got to say this. What's up We we launched Metamorphosis like right around like I don't know a couple days when that article came out about Millennial
0: Pink. Yeah, what is this <laughs> Millennial Pink business that I keep hearing about? I don't understand. Right, so
3: <laughs>
1: forget yeah. forget what it actually is. But we were apparently extremely on point with this color, right? But what's what you have to remember is that we physically have to design and produce these, and it takes months. So we like made that decision eight, eight ten months ago to make this limited edition, right? <laughs> and yeah. I just got to say that I think at a we're an independent company, right? I mean, I like to say we're independent artists. I feel you know I was talking to um, well, I won't go into it, but I totally think we're independent artists, and I don't think that would happen at a company that. Uh, had investors and had like a lot of people to answer to. Where a pink sl- salmon pink notebook would come up and and I think it would be shot down by the majority of people. Uh, yeah. who say that you know this isn't a generally accepted you know wide se- selling color. Do do blue. Do red. Um, so major props I think to the whole team for like supporting one another in encouraging that kind of stuff to happen.
3: Yeah, I think you really tapped into like like people who people who are typically like have been critical of sort of like, you know, Baron, Baron figs, aesthetic and just sort of like the whole product philosophy. I think, I think that like, even they have said that it's really amazing. And what's actually really interesting is I'm sure you guys have noticed this. um, I've, I've noticed two or three people within the Baron fig fanatics group who said that they were not initially like interested at all in the askew, but have since started using it and are really in love with it. So I think, you know, I think that, it just kind of grew on people. Um,
1: that that I, was a polarizing addition.
3: Yeah, I, I am though interested to know just kind of like between these two editions, like what are there any conclusions that you have taken away from these two releases that you'd be willing to talk about? Like you know, we got
1: we actually got hate mail. Um, <laughs> not a lot, but we definitely got some vitriolic email coming in about you know this is not a notebook or, or uh, this is you know what am I going to do with this thing. and some of those very people still use them and emailed or uh, tweeted back that, you know, I have to say, this has been a really cool experience using this notebook, and I love it, or I bought a second one because I want to use, you know, I don't want them to run out. So Mm -hmm. uh, going through these ups and downs, I mean, the team, there was a point, I think like day one or two even, where I had to like kind of, Make sure everybody knew that it was okay if people don't like what we make. Do you remember that? Kind of yeah. Like, we were getting some hate. I think I was away
0: that week. Oh, were you? Yeah. Oh, the, the, it, was, it was like the one we, I hadn't taken a vacation for two years. And then it was in January. Was the week of Askew came out. I was away and I, was, I needed the vacation. And I definitely saw – I was watching social media enough and things enough to see yeah. what was going on. I was like, wow. Okay, well – some people are gonna love what we do. And it's interesting, this is Joey's observation, but so true, like, sometimes people think it's too boring. Not boring, maybe too plain sometimes with the gray notebook, and then the askew was a little too much, so I don't know. It, it swings back right. and forth.
1: So basically, you know, you asked me what I learned from all this, and it's that we do what excites us, regardless of, um, you know, what kind of hate mail may come our way. Uh, and yeah. the theory is, and this goes back to Adam's advice to me back when I had to give a presentation or something, and he said, "If you have fun, the audience will have fun." And so, as you know, designers, you know, Chandler and I, and the whole team gets involved. We all try to make additions that we really like, get giddy about, and um, and then we hope that that uh, is reflected in you know back at the audience.
3: Yeah, I I personally really love these confidant subscriptions and i'm excited to even if i don't like use them as quickly as they come out i'm excited to see them and try them out because i i've been a huge fan of both the askew and the metamorphosis for like completely different reasons yeah thank cool. you thanks yeah
2: so we're getting close to our time limit so do you guys want to i don't know how do i say this without well, sounding like a jerk do you want to sell the the kickstarter as a conclusion like, uh, well, why actually, should why uh, should I have ditched my timbuk two bag for one of these? I assume by the time I'm
3: people kidding. are listening to this, you'll have reached your goal. So, yeah, just don't from our oh, Guys, yeah, don't jinx us! Don't, 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 don't say that. I'm knocking on wood, yeah, please. I'm oh. uh, knocking all the wood. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <a bit. laughs> uh, well, actually, what do you guys? You know, we sent you the preview link before we talked to you. So, what was yeah. your initial thoughts on everything?
2: Well, I'm a big fan of um, military bags, or like, not the fake ones, but the real ones. Like, one of my favorite bags is a map case that my dad had during the Cold War. Cool. It's like, um, you know, canvas that literally took me 10 years to break in. So, my initial thought was that these reminded me of some of the really cool, really simple, um, like, at the end of the military's use of canvas era bags. Mm. In a good way. Plus, they weren't green, which is a plus. <laughs> yeah, that's
3: I um I so I've had a chance to look at the like Kickstarter preview a couple times and it's it's really great to me in that like you guys have have like put forth some fairly complicated concepts. Like, you know, you have these bags, three different bags in three different color or two different colors each, um, with all of these add ons and bundles and things and you can you're laying it out very clear. And I think, you know, as somebody who writes a lot of simple messages for interfaces and for software. I think you guys are really good at finding like your, your value propositions and sticking with them. So like for each of the bags, you have just an amazing set of features. Um, I have to say that your, your book bag, um, just reading the product descriptions of the book bag, like the backpack really literally sold me on it. So I'm definitely pledging as soon as that goes live. Um, So yeah, I'm a, I'm a, big fan of how you like structure this Kickstarter. It's long, but it's clear. Um, and I have to say like, I'm, I, I see, I'm not a huge fan of the fig wine color, except I think it's amazing in that squire. It looks incredible. That limited edition squire. Mm. Oh yeah. So, th- so I guess that's one
0: thing we didn't talk about, which is pretty cool is we do with our pen squire. Uh, we came up With two, two special editions for the campaign that has a light bulb on it. Exclude the uh, yeah, light bulb squire. So one color is charcoal, and then the other is the fig wine which we have not released before.
3: In yeah, the squire. So it's cool.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get a fig wine color.
1: Yeah.
3: Squire. So I what? Wa-
0: yeah, they're beautiful.
3: I wasn't going to do an add-on because I have so many other Baron Fig products already to put in that in that backpack, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to get the squire.
1: Yeah, that's Sweet. awesome. Yeah. I'm so- <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, dude. I want. I want this thing too. I can't yeah, wait to see it. Yeah
3: cool so uh, Sweet. yeah thank you thank you for joining us I know that you have to run um, Joey so I appreciate you guys taking oh, the time yeah. on the eve of a big event for you
0: yeah, yeah thanks absolutely for thanks for having us it's fun as always and look forward to coming back sometime and uh, yeah, for sure. yeah enjoy
1: enjoy uh, however things unfold in the next few days oh, yeah. knock on
2: wood yeah <laughs> hope it's good yeah uh, before we leave can you guys talk about where we can find you online personally and uh, professionally if you want
1: oh yeah sure actually we don't have you know adam made a good point a few weeks ago he's like you know entrepreneurs or whatever we call ourselves it's like we never have any damn followers and i, yeah. and I was like what do you mean <laughs> he was like well man if you had to choose between someone following baron fig or following you what would you do and i'm like oh yeah baron fig and he's like there you go yeah it's, there
0: you go okay. <laughs> we're, we're, we're thinking about different people that we know that have businesses and you know what, what type their social media and all that, and we realize it's like, yeah, that's the that's the commonality. But yeah, go yeah. to baronfig.com, b-a-r-o-n-f-i-g.com, and you can find out about you know all of our stuff there. And we'll have a link to the Kickstarter campaign. It's probably the easiest way of doing it. Uh, if you want to follow me, my Twitter handle is Adam Cornfield, a-d-a-m k-o-r-n f-i-e-l-d. Right
1: and uh, tweet at me at Joey Cofone, J-O-E-Y-C-O-F-O-N-E.
0: Wow, you you're using a radio voice right there. Yeah, like I like that. that. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> uh, Twitter
1: is If you
3: lot. follow Joey, you can see s- some uh, video of him making pasta. Yeah. Oh, that's
0: really I, you, which that's is, uh, I mean, th- there is some some discussion whether or not it came from Olive Garden? Or it was made, it
3: was
1: made here? I don't
3: know. <laughs> Olive
2: Garden is, is terrible. Oh, it's, it's, it's filthy. When you're there, you're oh. family, guys. Come on. <laughs> it must not be a very nice family. No. No. Here, no. eat this. No, I'm leaving. Andy, where can folks find you online?
3: I am at woodclinch.com, uh, or you can find me on Twitter at at A Johnny, how about you? Uh,
2: I am at pencilrevolution.com on Twitter at Pensolution. And we are the Erasable Podcast. You can find us at erasable.us. This episode is episode 74. we will be at erasable.us slash 74. Of course, you can go on to erasable.us slash shop and buy one of those awesome pins or, you know, like five awesome pins. <laughs> um,
0: Heck yeah. Uh, I, and I, to- I totally recommend it. I endorse my, that. Yeah, I, I endorse
3: those pins. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I wore mine all day today and didn't fall off, which is good because the baby was trying to get it off. <laughs> Um, You can check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Erasable Podcast. And there is 24-7 all the time pencil talking at facebook.com slash groups slash Erasable and our Facebook group. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Erasable Podcast. Thank you for tuning in for Episode 74, and we'll talk to you for the big 7-5. The intro music for the Erasable Podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain, a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com.